It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. What feels, Andy, this feels like the first official podcast of the offseason. I know technically that's not true. It was Friday. No, Um, but you get like another 48 hours for it to really sink in. Holy crap. They're done. Yeah. They're really done. Like, you you really realize, like, my God, there was supposed to be a lot more ahead for this team. And instead, there's just a lot more time to really figure out what went wrong and what the hell comes next. Yeah, uh, they're done. We're not. We will be no, here every every day. We will still be here, um, and we're excited to do it and hope you guys come along with us through what will be a very intriguing summer. Uh, a lot to talk about today. Some news around Jason Kidd and kind of by extension Frank Vogel that we'll get into in the second segment. Intrigue, Andy. Almost palace intrigue, if you want to make it that way. Uh, so we'll get to that in the second segment. And then a moment potentially of regret, one of the pivot points of the season around the trade deadline should the Lakers have pulled the trigger on the Kyle Lowry deal, knowing what we know now. So we'll talk about that uh, before the end of the show. want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us on Friday, noon Pacific. Again, Friday, noon Pacific, to get in on the action locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Yeah, and those Uh, locker room chats, they're becoming a lot more lively, getting a lot more people in there. We have been allowing also because nobody's – uh, Everybody's like behaving chat-ass. themselves. Yeah, yes, we are like behaving I, themselves. Yeah, we we've been having people come up and speak. Like it's it's, it's actually been, been really fun. So, so be there. yeah, do that. Uh, also, make sure you're you're subscribing to the YouTube channel because we're going to be putting a lot of good stuff up there. We're we're the plan for this off season line up a lot of good interviews. So some bonus stuff will be going up on the YouTube channel. You just you want to be subscribed to everything this podcast and also and the uh, YouTube stuff and everything. We don't know all the particulars yet, but it's not going to be too long before they start happening. We are going to start doing some live podcasts. Yes. That will uh, and have all of your interactions, all of our regular listeners, which we're obviously grateful for. And to try to make the off season more fun, we want to involve you guys more. So yep. we're going to be looking to do live shows that you know, at, that basically y'all can be a part of, and we're looking forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, so let's start with exit interviews. They took place, again, entirely too early, <laughs> but they took place on Saturday uh, for the most part. Um, what? <laughs> cheers. What was your... Uh, some green tea for yes, you, Lakers. That's right. Uh, what was your big takeaway from the exit interviews as a whole? I would say the... The fervency which with a few people really talked about wanting to come back, like most, mm. I, I think most uh, outward was Wes Matthews. Like Wes Matthews was absolutely adamant about wanting to come back next season. He used the phrase, run it back a bunch of times. He talked about conversations that he had had with LeBron about how this team never got a real opportunity to operate as them true, as their true selves. They never really had the opportunity to grow into themselves. And it for guys like Wes and a lot of other players, I think it feels like there's unresolved business. At Absolutely. Hand. And something that's going – as much as you know, we talked about on Friday's show that 
I could sense in some ways almost relief with these guys that this thing that had become so laborious and so difficult for them. And once AD was going to be out and you knew that his availability was always going to be in question, LeBron's ankle, yada, yada, yada. They, I think they knew they were not going to win a championship and just everything they've gone through and how much basketball they've played over like the last 18 months under these circumstances at this point, it was almost a relief to be done with it. Yeah, I could see that. And, and, but like, and what Wes was talking about too, I, I think is going to be the overarching theme of this offseason is this duality that the Lakers had. Because on the one hand, look, there were real problems with this team. I understand every team's got problems. They could not shoot. Like when things were going well, other than that like brief period at the beginning of the season where Alex Caruso and like KCP and all those guys were shooting like 73% from three-point range and we're like, I, maybe it's sustainable. I, but like generally speaking, like they, they couldn't shoot. They couldn't shoot last year. They couldn't shoot this year. Shooting is a problem. Like there are things that, that are flaws with this team. They still need um, shot creators. There's, there's still stuff that this team needs. On the other hand, they were, this was also something that came out of exit interviews. Nobody could really pinpoint what their record was when things went haywire. But I think it was 21 and six or at yeah. one point in the second, you know, second spot in the Western Conference. They were crushing it at the beginning of the year when things were as good as they without got. Without even and going was, full blast. Without exactly. Even LeBron really wasn't going full blast. Himself. And particularly AD wasn't going full blast. This team was dominant. Even with Davis, you know, and the incon, you know, all the injuries and all that stuff, and all the bad things that happened to them through the year and right up to the playoffs, they were up two to one in the series, and until AD gets hurt, looked like they were going to win it. So, trying to figure out where you fall on this thing is is going to be the the big challenge for Rob Palenka. We'll talk about that. We, I even asked him about that on 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 Saturday or this was on on Friday, well, whatever it was. I asked him about it. And so what I think is 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 fascinating about this is how much these guys kind of identify, particularly somebody like Dennis Schroeder. Like Schroeder has throughout the years said I want to come back. I, you know, I, I would like to be a Laker. I would like to do all this thing, all this stuff going forward. But like at his exit interview, and I guess they were Friday, not Saturday. But at his exit interview, Schroeder was as animated in terms of talking about himself as part of the organization as I think he ever was throughout this process. I think I, it never sounded more like a person who wanted to give something back to the fans wasn't totally concerned about money. All this stuff came out of his exit interview on Friday. It's Dennis Schroeder. It's I hard to know say, exactly it, what that it, means, but well, it was still noteworthy. It, it was noteworthy, and, and particularly the idea of owing something more to the fans and talking about how they they deserve to see something better and the amount of we that Schroeder used. That being said, Schroeder is an incredibly squirrely guy that's damn near impossible to ever get a beat on. And in the past, he has talked about wanting to, re wanting to stay with this team long-term. Then we'll get asked about it and say, I never said that. Um, he also, as we know, had COVID, not COVID. Um, <laughs> and he's, Schroeder's an odd duck. I'm just, let's just call it like it is. He is a difficult guy to figure out exactly how he feels in a moment, which is not me 
doubting how he felt in that moment. I'm just saying if, say, they did a second round of exit interviews for whatever reason on Tuesday, yeah. I could just as easily picture Schroeder saying, I never said that I wanted to I come want, back. I do not want to come back. I mean, look, I... Outstanding I, German accent. It is. <laughs> it's as if we've all been transported to Berlin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but I... I you think, are no Hans Gruber, my friend. No, shoot the glass. I never understood why he had to say it in English to get the guy to understand. I think um, really it, it's it was to sell the line for the English speaking audiences. Like that. No, line, I no, I, I I get it. Why? No, I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving you the explanation why. That's why that line doesn't kill if it's subtitled. That's I the understand. reason. I just say, but in re, it's one of those moments where you have to suspend disbelief, as they say. Everybody but I, there's bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all are. I just, I just, I wonder. It's, it's. We'll get into all summer whether or not sh the Lakers should bring Schroeder back and all these guys back. Um, you know, with Schroeder too, you also wonder how much he recognizes. Hey, I may have priced myself out an awful lot. What so I better, it, like, I what better the, make what nice the with the team that can pay me the most. No question again we there will be no shortage of days to talk about dennis schroeder but how much do you think it, it not matters Sarah before, Gut in the right. before what well, was it was Sarah Gut and Sarah terrible depending on the day like you know when they won he scored 20 points is driving to the bucket like it looked great like dennis schroeder's making money and then he scored no points in game four dennis schroeder's losing money like it was all over the damn place but we'll get into you know the the should they or shouldn't they how much does it matter that they want to? That's kind of what I want to finish up on on that, like, at least for today. How much does it matter that they want to come and run it back? And I, they all said it. They're not. It's not like they're all sitting in the room together, so there's peer pressure. So, like, it seems like they all meant it, except for except one guy. <laughs> and we will get into that next as well. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Indeed. If you're the hiring expert for your company, what you really need is making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, interview, all on Indeed. Get your shortlist of quality candidates whose resumes match your job description. Only pay for the candidates that have must-have qualifications. Schedule and complete video interviews on your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes hiring easy and fast with tools like the instant match we're giving you quality candidates whose resume on indeed fits your job description immediately or the indeed skills skills test which on average reduce hiring time by 27 percent get started right now with a 75 dollar sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post on indeed.com slash locked get a 75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash locked indeed.com slash locked offer valid through june 30th terms and conditions apply Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like me, you're running around, you're doing stuff, you're trying to exercise when you can, you want to stay healthy as much as possible. You can't fill your body with crap. You got to eat good stuff. That's Built Bar, high in protein, but low in sugar, low in calories. Some of these bars, Andy, as low as 130 calories for like a delicious protein bar that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Because if you're like me, you've got one of those. Um, and you know what works really well is like, candy but that's not mm -hmm. good for you eat a no. built bar they're all coated in 100 percent chocolate 
and unlike some protein bars, they're soft, they're chewy, they're good. Cookies and cream, caramel brownie, cherry Garcia or Barcia. Those are the new ones. Cherry Garcia is an ice cream flavor, um, which is also delicious. But <laughs> and they're not sponsoring. irrelevant for this, right? <laughs> not relevant. In this we're not saying who they are, but they're definitely not sponsoring us. You can look. You got. You can Google it. Um, go to BuiltBar.com. Maybe it's the, the right promo. one. Maybe it's not. <laughs> we're not saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Totally ambiguous. We'll get we'll get to Frank Vogel here in a minute um, and some of the, 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 the fun speculative news that came out this weekend. But you did mention before, pretty much everybody seemed really excited about the prospect of running it back and showing the world that, like, look, we are the 21-6 and six dominant team that we were before the whole thing went to pot. Uh, except uh, Montrose Harrell. He did not seem quite as enthusiastic. He didn't quite answer the question of, like, you know, are you going to opt into your deal? He he controls his destiny here. Uh, for people who don't know, Montrose Harrell is about a nine and a half, almost ten million dollar option player option for next year. It is up to him. Um, he was asked if he would like to come back, and he said, "I came in every day. I did my job. I did what they asked me to do. I played my role. It's as simple as that." As far as my future, I don't know what that holds right now. We just finished playing, so I can't give you that answer right now, brother. But I came in, I did my job whenever my number was called, and I went out there and played to the best of my abilities and left it out on the floor. The first part of that answer is it's got a very, you know, sir, this is an Arby's type thing to it. Yeah. Didn't quite answer the question. Um, it's interesting because, in part, Trez heading into this season, the expectation was that Trez was going to absolutely outplay that contract and absolutely opt out and could end up somebody that the Lakers had for just a season because he was going to be fielding way too many offers and maybe end up too expensive for them. Trez struck and me for as, a little while. It did kind of look like that. Yeah, I look. We'll get into we'll get into some of this, but you know, on balance, you know, Trez Trez I thought had a, had a real energy of. I did my job perfect to a letter. And, you know, you don't like how this thing turned out. Talk to somebody else because this bleep ain't my fault. Like, that was yeah. kind of his energy. And to some degree, Trez is actually correct. Yes. Because for the most part, I think he did do what they brought him in to do. As far and as that, how that role played out in the rotation, you're asking the wrong guy sitting in front of you, brother man. Yeah, there was a lot that of was brother. his quote on that. There was a lot of brother. It was a it was, it was very uh, shades of Hulk Hogan during when this you interview. start throwing out the brothers though and like look brother like you know here's you and me like I'm not angry about this the subtext is like yeah this bleep is infuriating to me but like the the psychology of Montrez Harrell you know we were we were talking about this with some some media people um, over the weekend it's like when you're him and you have grinded your way to you know like a, a legit position in the nba having to convince people at every step along the way that you are you know deserving of that and getting your attention you are not at the front of the line for everything You're undersized center you don't sho't three pointers um all that stuff you don't you know, like the chip on montrez Harrell's shoulder is massive and i get it and he's had a lot of stuff to work through. He, you know, he had the stuff with his grandma, you know, in the in the in the bubble last year, and you know, there there are you know some 
other issues I think that he has, you know, been dealing with and, and all that it is, it has not been an easy road. And he is a very, Montrez Harrell is a very, very emotions on his sleeve yes. kind of guy. Oh, well, like he, he is, he puts it all out there. He is a, he's an interesting guy to, to spend time with in an interview setting because he is both very hard on his sleeve, but also very stream of consciousness. Like he could be very worked up about something. And then if you interviewed him 30 minutes later, about the same subject, I think he'd talk about it completely differently. Yep. Like it's just the mood that he's in. In the, you see this on Twitter because on Twitter he emotes a lot. Like sometimes in ways that make you frankly concerned about him. Like he'll he he will put out tweets that that sound like like a man in emotional distress. Like you know, remember yeah, earlier just, in the season. Yeah. Remember earlier in the season, he actually tweeted out something that that really felt like a cry for help, and Jeannie Buss. You know, this is wonderful of her, went out of her way inside Staples Center to find him and just give him a hug. Mm -hmm. Like Trez it, often sounds on social media like somebody who could use a hug. It's, 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 you know, the flip side of all this is, you know, his role got, and I don't blame him for being, it's like, what are you asking me about my role? I try, and you can never accuse Harold of not playing hard. I actually think there was a stretch of time where all the load that he lived when, when Davis was out, when LeBron was out, and there was that, you know, three week stretch, whatever it was, where Trez was putting up massive numbers, but he was also playing more minutes than normal, had a much bigger load than normal, was doing all kinds. I think he ran out of energy. I mean, which is a weird thing to say about Montrez Harrell, but he's always been a very specific role. Come in sixth man, do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, you can you can go balls out because you know you're gonna play for 26 minutes or whatever it is. When that bumps up to 33 and you do that for three weeks in a compressed schedule and all the with more attention paid to you against more starting caliber players and all that, it wears it's harder. And so I think that explains a lot of the downturn as much as the change in in, in rotation. Yeah, what a guy like him becomes really tricky to think about. Again, the Lakers don't control whether or not he opts in. They could he could opt in and then with the understanding of I'm totally cool with being traded. Like, let's have that conversation. Well, and, 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 you know, the details of what Trez does over the, in the offseason. But he is a guy who I think is very, I think it's become clear, both with the Clippers and with the Lakers, that needs to be comfortable and happy with what his role is and thinks that the idea that he cannot be trusted to play in the playoffs he didn't play with the Clippers or play too much with the Clippers, I think, in last postseason. Uh, you know, and the Lakers, as we thought he might, didn't play him in the playoffs. Like, we were like, Montrez Harrell is here for the regular season. That was always our position, and that was totally worth it. And in the playoffs, play him if he's great. And if it's not, no worries. Yeah, um, the, but he doesn't the, like it. He doesn't well, like it. I, I was going to say, and I mean, a reminder as always today, the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little more this season. Montrose Harrell, it felt like as the season went along, did not enjoy these games. He could have used a Michelob Ultra, you know, so yeah. something to make it a little more fun and enjoyable. Like he felt to me, Brian, like somebody that knew he might be opting in because the financials could force him to do that, but he's not happy about it. And, you know, I think he felt like he kind of got screwed over. 
it, it felt to I, me I think that's like exactly, he was somebody I think that's that, exactly right. And and, and 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 Drummond, they're talking. They talk about Andre Drummond as somebody they would like to keep around. Frank Frank Vogel is under. Yeah, Frank Vogel raved. Rob Palenka and Rob Palenka loves him. You know, remember Andre Drummond was a client of Palenka. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, like he loves him. So, and we'll, we'll again plenty of time to talk about Trez and all these guys. You know, but the last thing, last thing on this, Gasol is under contract next year. Drummond might end up under contract next year. It's way too early to figure that out. But at the very least, it sounds like the Lakers would be interested. And if that's true, what Harold chooses to do and what the Lakers do with him is one of the more fascinating things that we'll be discussing over the course of the offseason. Um, I, I don't let's let's do Lowry. Let's do the Lowry look back thing tomorrow. Um, okay. and talk about uh, Frank Vogel next because he, his name came up in some in some interesting things that were related to Jason Kidd and the Portland gig, which is now open because the uh, Blazers let go of Terry Stotts after they were bounced in the first round. And anytime Jason Kidd's name um, gets bandied about, that always leads back to the Lakers. We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week is always tons of sports action on the go. So get all your latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, right here, Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online, your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't! Sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are neck deep in the playoffs. Unfortunately, not the Lakers, though. Head they to the not, website. They didn't say every team. They're just no, teams. They're teams, teams are neck deep. Teams, in fact, are neck deep, just not the one you wanted to see. Head to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, speaking of teams that are still neck deep, were you pulling for the Clippers, Andy? Like, where do you where do you fall on this? Because I I don't mind them. I but I'm you know, but also at the same time, I don't find that team to be particularly likable. <sighs> on a likability, yes, I was rooting for Dak because I just like that group better. I could not honestly. I couldn't decide how I felt about that because on one hand, like you, I don't really have anything. To, against the Clippers, I think I think often the Clippers, you know, are the are they can be the joke that writes themselves. Even during a period where, quite frankly, they've been well run, well organized, all that stuff, they just do things where they become the equivalent of sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes over and over, and just the rake whacking themselves in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and the last couple of years, their rosters have not been uh, oozing in likability. That being said, though. As you know, I don't love the Mavericks because of an issue I had several years ago it's with a long Mark Cuban. Time. You might want to, yeah, no, no. <laughs> not no, letting no, it I go. still, I still don't like Andre Ethier. So. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 unlike Andre Ethier, Mark Cuban actually did something to me. Mark Cuban actually, we don't have to go down the the complete rabbit hole of this, but. Uh, back he, showed, I, he showed disrespect to your station as a blogger for a prime time. Uh, yes, outlet. this was with the LA Times, correct? Yes, with the Times. LA Times, and uh, me, Tim McMahon, who I believe then was with the Dallas Morning News, and somebody else, because we all were part of blogs, albeit for major outlets. And 
Mark Cuban, I believe, was he was mad at one of the local writers for the way they were talking about, interestingly enough, Jason Kidd, uh, yeah. decided, decided that all bloggers were not going to be credentialed uh, or they could be credentialed but not allowed inside the Dallas locker room. Right. Um, basically because he didn't want this one blogger inside the locker room. It was ridiculous. I wrote an open letter to Mark Cuban explaining exactly why this thing was so ridiculous. To his credit, Mark Cuban has in other times I've ever dealt with him been wonderful. That being said, no, nope, like, doesn't matter. No, no, he never, he never directly. I thought that time that you went on, that you went on, I thought the time that, that you went on Shark Tank just to yell at him, like, mm -hmm. I don't even have a product man. The, the joke's on you. And you just screamed at him for, you know, three or four minutes. I thought that was best, totally worth the it. The best part, though, was I still managed to get $500,000 in seed money for that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good speech. Yeah. Um, I, and Andre Ether was just a jerk. <laughs> it was basically comes down to it. But never um, really to you. <laughs> no, he was to me. Like he, was, he was, absolutely. But, like, the the um, the the thing about the Clippers is, like, I, I know Lakers fans love to see the Clippers suffer. And if you miss the news, they beat the Mavericks in Game 7. They'll be moving on to face – they're playing – Utah, right? No, yes. they, or, yeah, they yeah, play Utah. Utah. And on the one hand, Lakers fans would have loved the Armageddon scenario where the Clippers lose again in the first round. Kawhi opts out, and now the Clippers are left with Paul George limited cap space still because Marcus Morris is making $173 million next year and no, you're no draft hard. picks forever, like ever. Um, and then they would have fallen apart and Lakers fans could be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. The flip side is I really want to see the Lakers and Clippers play a meaningful playoff series. It was supposed to happen last year and it didn't. It was supposed to happen this year and it didn't. It was supposed to happen like seven years ago. It was supposed it was to happen to... in 2006. Everything it, was set up perfectly it was, for that. It's supposed to, it is, it has never happened. Yeah. It has never happened. I want it to happen. And if the Clippers implode, it's not going to happen. So as a Lakers person, and you're a bigger fan, I don't mind people know, you're a bigger Lakers fan than I am. Um, do you want a scarier Clippers team that stays together and could theoretically then next year beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? Or do you want, you know, do you want to get all schadenfreude? If I get a guarantee that I'm going to finally get this effing series sometime in my life, then yeah, I want the Clippers to stay good because I want to see this because I think it'd be really fun. Without a guarantee, no, I'll take the jokes. <laughs> the jokes are because the jokes the jokes are really, really good. The jokes they're, are excellent. They're great, and they never seem to go away. They never seem to run out. They never seem to get old. So without a guarantee, I mean, without something in writing that basically the league, you know, it's been fixed and we're going to get this series. No, I'll take yeah. the jokes. Because Twitter is just a terrible place. I mean, I think we yeah. can all agree that Twitter is a is a horrendous, awful cesspool, mm -hmm. um, except for the jokes. It is a great place for jokes. And that makes up for a lot of it. And, you know, funny, as we've said many times, funny often trumps mean. No, um, Twitter is ruining humanity, but you know, a good, but some of the jokes joke. along the way are outstanding. Yeah. Um, let's do Vogel. Like we'll do a tiny bit of Vogel here and then we'll, we'll save the rest for Tuesday. We're going to tease it. So Jason Kidd does not take the gig in Portland. He, you know, uh, Terry Stotts is let go. And Damian Lillard basically says on social media, I would like Jason. No, no, Kidd no. To he didn't guy. basically say it. He told, uh, Chris Haynes from Yahoo. I want 
Jason Kidd, like right. on the record, like in, so that's, un, that's that's pretty definitive, unambiguous, right. yeah, unambiguous terms. I just want to make sure people understand, like he wasn't talking around this. He said, "quote Jason Kidd is the guy I want." Jason Kidd, then uh, it is is then reported uh, over the weekend from Woj and others that J that Kidd says, "Thank you, but no." In in theory, because um, he is a little bit worried that it would just the mechanics of Damian Lillard saying, I want him to be the coach kind of makes it hard to go be the coach. Um, and there are all kinds of other potential reasons that go with that. One of which being that maybe there's a better offer out there. And again, no reporting on this, but that theoretically could that be the Lakers? Do you buy that the idea that Jason Kidd, the Lakers could, if Kidd looks like he might leave, pull the trigger and he would be the coach of the Lakers next year? No, because, I mean, if that's the case, it, I, I think Jason Kidd wouldn't immediately have taken it off the table. Like, it makes no sense to immediately shoot that down if you're trying to create leverage to essentially get the job from Frank Vogel that everybody thought you were going to steal two years ago, um, mm -hmm. it, it, I'm just saying from a from a from a, a mechanical standpoint, you know, like the the ma uh, machinations of making this happen, automatically taking yourself out of the running for Portland, um, it decreases the urgency. So that's a fair that point. Sense, in that sense, no. I mean, yeah. it, and, it and, I, and I don't, and I don't think the Lakers would be doing that anyway um i think for a, for a team that prides itself on treating people the right way the reaction around the league to the lakers sacking frank vogel a year after he won a title and then you know ostensibly because the lakers lost in the first round in a year where anthony davis gets hurt in the playoffs and lebron and it, that is as they say a bad look <laughs> yeah is, i mean it would it not engender goodwill among potential coaching candidates in the future, um, were they well, to do I mean, that. In, well, I mean, unless that, I mean, unless that candidate ultimately that you're trying to get is Jason Kidd. And he's it's in your the only, he's the only, anyway. but Jason Kidd's not going to be your coach forever. And like, it's sure. just, it's a bad, it's a really bad look. And I don't it think is, the Lakers would do that. And I think they like Frank Vogel. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because this is, you know, this is around a time when, there had been talks about the Lakers looking to extend Frank Vogel. He mm -hmm. he was under a three year deal, and you know he would be going into his last one next year. Um, it had been reported by Woj that not only were the Lakers and him, you know, going to start talking, that the Lakers were actually the one initiating yeah. these talks with Frank Vogel. So, I mean, but that was that was before. I let's and we'll do this. We'll do this Tuesday. We'll do this throughout the week. The question isn't so much, you know, do you think Frank Vogel should be fired? Do you think Frank Vogel should be fired, Andy? No. Neither do I. How much of a – there are two big questions that we'll answer this week and this offseason, and we'll talk about, you know, throughout the summer. How much of a priority should Frank Vogel's contract be as we talk about all these other players, Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl, Harold, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget Frank Vogel. How much of, an, how much of a priority should his extension be? And um, did your – perception of Vogel change this season, whether for good or for bad, based on the result. All of this stuff kind of gets mashed up together into the same thing. We'll talk about that and a ton of other stuff. We'll get to Kyle Lowry this week. 
uh, try to line up some some great interviews as well. Um, a lot of there's still a lot of interest, plenty of interesting things. Oh stuff yeah, to talk about. no, this team ain't getting any less interesting anytime soon. I can promise you that. Uh, quick reminder again: sign up for the YouTube channel, Locked On Lakers on YouTube. We want to pump that up as much as we can. The more subscribers we can get to that channel, the more stuff we can put on it. Keep an eye out for uh, live shows, as Andy mentioned at the top of it. Coming, we're going to be doing that pretty soon. Uh, and, and follow us at Cam Brothers to get 